everyone, welcome back to another episode of Living on Rocky Top podcast, affiliated with the Daily Beacon and the Volunteer Channel. I'm Karsten Hoagland. And I'm Isla Rosa. Today with us is Riley West, a senior outfielder on the Lady Vols softball team who's also a two-time SEC champion. She's currently pursuing a degree in journalism. Riley, thanks for being here. Of course. Thanks yeah. for having me, guys. So tell us where you're from and um, why you decided to come to UT. So I'm from Southern California, a bit away. Mm-hmm. Um, I decided on UT just because it felt like home when I got here and I wanted to compete at the highest level for softball and the SEC is the best conference in the country. So I just wanted to compete and make myself the best player I could be. And then like when you visit campus, it just like, it feels like home, like the brick buildings, the people mm -hmm. here, they're so kind. And yeah, coming from California, I just like, the Southern hospitality was just like yeah. the cherry on top. Uh -huh. So For sure. Um, so tell us a little bit about uh, your experience with softball at UT, yeah. being a student athlete, yeah. all of that. So being a student athlete is definitely challenging, definitely mm -hmm. grown a lot since I've been here. But I've also been a part of like two different kinds of programs in the sense that we've had the same coaches, but we have had success. And then early in my career, we haven't had that much success. Mm -hmm. And by success, I mean making it to the World Series, having a long postseason run. Post -season run. Um, so f freshman and sophomore year are kind of really challenging because we'd have a pretty good season and then we get to postseason and we just didn't come out on top, which was pretty hard. Mm -hmm. But later, and then this past year, my junior year, we won the SEC regular season and then we got to the World Series. So it was just kind of like the hard work put in my past two years and mm -hmm. the team's past two years. Finally, like we saw it in postseason and it was just a really special year for us. But yeah, being a student athlete, it's it's challenging, but I don't think I would change it for anything. It helps me way beyond the sport. Just the everyday grind is gonna. I know it's gonna help me once I finish college, once I have a career. So, yeah, yeah. I love it. I wouldn't change it. Awesome. <laughs> so you mentioned um, winning the SEC championship yes. and going to the World Series. Yes. What what were you feeling in that moment? I honestly cried. <laughs> yeah, I'm a pretty emotional person. Uh -huh. But so SEC regular season, so we won that and that's like playing five, six series against different teams. So that was really special because it's such a long season. So that part, I was really emotional because the, the way that the game was, we were down and then one of our teammates, one of my teammates had a home run. So that was awesome. Then after SEC tournament, there's another week and you go to SEC or ask, after SEC regular season, you go to the tournament. Mm -hmm. Tournament, we had a bye because we won the SEC, and so we ended up winning the tournament too, which was really cool, but it wasn't as special, I think, as regular season because mm -hmm. it's not as long. It's a, it's a weekend tournament. And then after that postseason comes, and then that's like the – it doesn't matter what's happened. It's mm -hmm. everyone's record's the same. It's a tournament style, but it's three weeks until you get to the World Series. And – that's like what you prepare for your whole entire life, honestly, because that's what you see on TV. You see the, you, as a little girl, you see your role models on TV. And so we've been heartbroken the past two years coming into that same mm -hmm. um, stage. And so, yeah, we played Texas in Super Regionals, which is the final stage to get to the top eight to go to the World Series. And I remember the last out, I was running in from left field, just like had tears coming down my eyes because I was like, this is my dream. Like the little girl mm -hmm. in me was running 
and then all the hard work we put in throughout the year. Like I remember getting to the circle and be like, all the running was worth it, all the conditioning <laughs> was worth it. But yeah, just a dream come true, the World Series, all of it, yeah. That's amazing. That's incredible. Yeah. First of all, congrats. Yeah, Thank congrats. you. Two times, that's insane. Thank yeah. you, I appreciate that's it. That's awesome. So you mentioned role models. Yes. Now you are a role model for those little girls. Yes. What advice do you give them and what do you try to be as a role model? As a role model, I'll start with as a role model, mm -hmm. what do I try? to be, I just try and be as positive as possible. Mm -hmm. I just feel like life is very short and I'm not gonna waste a day complaining or being negative about the hardships that we go through. Yes, like we can acknowledge them, but I wanna be as positive as possible and just like shine a light on like the opportunities that we're given. And so that's the kind of role model I wanna be. What was the second part that you asked me? Uh, what advice would you give oh, to okay. those little girls? The little girls, I would give them just to live in the moment. There's mm -hmm. so much of my career that I was worried about something in the future, worried about something in the past, and I wasn't grounded in the moment. Mm -hmm. And I feel like, not that, I feel like I've learned from that. So yeah. I'm not regretful of that, but this, my last season coming, coming up, I just like, want to experience the moment for what it is and not make it too big. Cause that's another thing you make things too big because mm -hmm. you're on TV or you're at the highest level and you don't really enjoy what you're doing at times. So I just want them to know that like, it's not a life or death situation. If you get a hit or you don't, it's more of live in the moment with your best friends because you only have four years to do it. Right. So enjoy mm -hmm. every single thing. And as a senior, what are you going to miss the most? Definitely the community and then the resources. So community aspect, like I'm never gonna have 24 best friends every single day doing something that we love together. Right. Yes, in my career, I, I hope I'm in a spot where I love everyone I'm around, right. but there's never gonna be another opportunity to be with these group of girls in college, just like living our best lives, yeah. but also playing a sport we love. And You're then- like a family sort it's, of. It is yeah. a family. Yeah. Like I know everything about these girls, so I'm gonna miss that for sure. And then also the resources. Being mm -hmm. a student athlete, you get the top tier resources, whether that's academics, um, mental health, physical health, nutrition. And so I'm definitely gonna miss how many people at this point in my life are pouring into me. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, the and then those same people who are pouring into me, like you have been with them for four years. And yeah. so just the community, the family, just the Vol family, I'm gonna miss mm -hmm. so much. But. Do you think you'll stay around Knoxville or do you think you'll head back home to California? That's funny because I'm trying to figure that out mm -hmm. right now. I think everything's up in the air and I'm open to anything just because of being in journalism. You right, don't know yeah. where it's going to take you. Right. Um, I love Knoxville so much. I could see myself being here for forever just because mm -hmm. I love this city. But also I have so much family back in California. Yeah. And so mm -hmm. that's like a hard, I know. hard thing to decide. Like, do yeah. I stay out here or do I go home and be with my family? I don't know, but whatever, whatever God's plan is, honestly. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, so tell us what, like, what's the daily life okay. of a student athlete? Yes. So I would say this semester is probably my busiest, busiest semester just because I'm involved in a bunch of like hands-on journalism work. Mm -hmm. Um, I can give you like a Monday day in my life, okay. I guess. <laughs> so Monday, Wednesday, Friday, we have w weights and lift at 6.30 a.m. So I'll get up. I'll get up at 6. I'm not going to mm -hmm. lie. And I'll yeah. leave by 6.10. Like uh -huh. I'll have my I stuff mean, laid out. You get there, you get there. Yes, <laughs> exactly. As long as I'm on time. I'm so I'll get as much sleep as possible. So I have 6.30 a.m. weights. And then 
we go to Smokey's as a team afterwards and have breakfast and then I have a 9 a.m. class so 6 30 7 30 working out get down there about 7 45 eat relax debrief the lift mm -hmm. that we just had mm -hmm. I'll walk to class 9 to 10 then at 10 I'll usually meet a couple teammates and study at Thornton which is like the athletics academic center okay. so then we'll do studying and then I have my sports journalism class or sports video production class and then we'll run that show from like 11 45 to 1 mm -hmm. and then straight from there I'll go grab lunch from Smokies and then I'll hustle to the field usually we'll start like 2 2 30 and then from 2 30 to about like 5 30 we'll practice and then I'll usually come home if I'm not like filming for mm -hmm. a show or if I don't have any meetings, that's a good day. If I'm mm -hmm. like, I can go home and just make dinner and just relax. Mm -hmm. But if not, I'll have like either meetings or extra stuff, even if it's like NIL, something with NIL. But mm -hmm. yeah, it's pretty busy. But I feel like if I am not doing a lot of things, like on the off day, I usually plan like meetings and all that type of stuff. Mm -hmm. But still, I'm like, I need to I need to be doing something. Yeah. I like that's always me. do Staying something. Busy. Yeah, yeah that's, I'm, that's, I'm yeah. the same way. Um, so you mentioned some shows you're involved in. Yes. Do you care to talk about which shows yeah. you're involved in? So I said sports video production. Mm -hmm. So I'm kind of an anchor on air type talent for that, a uh, reporter. So that's one of the shows. Which yes, it is a class, but since I'm on the on on air type side of it mm -hmm. it's a lot of out of class work so this mm -hmm. week I actually um, did a package on a volleyball player Caroline Kerr and so I was out of out of class going to their practice interviewing her mm -hmm. so that show and then also I do a show with the players lounge called the O'Reilly show with Amari Thomas mm -hmm. from football and that's just like it's just really fun because it's just a conversation like right. this and we get to talk sports but we get to talk about sports not just in the way that the media sees them it's like direct content from student athletes right. mm -hmm. and we can get into like the nitty-gritty conversation so after they lost to Florida we had a episode Sunday right after they got home late Saturday mm -hmm. and we were just able to talk about like the struggles that it yeah. is being a student athlete and it's not just the normal content that you see of what did you guys do this week to prepare? Mm -hmm. Like we talk about that, but right. then we also talk about, okay, like what are you feeling right now? Yeah. What are the actual struggles that people don't see on social media mm -hmm. or in the media? So yeah, I'm a part of like two small things right now. It's hard to add a bunch of stuff into my right. schedule, but like I love it still. Yeah. yeah. So you mentioned the struggles. What are, yeah. the, what are the struggles mm -hmm. of being a student athlete? First sleep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but I think you get used to it. I think, um, some of the struggles that I've gone through my sophomore year especially is after your freshman and you're like freshman year you're new to everything right. sophomore year you kind of are like okay like let's step it up like mm -hmm. I'm I need to be on the field more I you have higher expectations for yourself I mean at least for me but I a lot of my teammates have felt mm -hmm. the same and so you kind of put pressure on yourself not only to perform to be on the field and make your school proud and the fans proud but you start putting pressure on yourself to make your family like proud of you and yeah. where you've come from and even some of the girls from really small hometowns put pressure on themselves to like show their hometown like they're doing so much mm -hmm. so i would say that along with all the social media all that stuff it's just you're in the media's eyes so much and right. you think about that too often as an athlete this day and age that the pressure just really gets to you 
and I can't even imagine like the football pr player yeah, pressure I mean, like because yeah like I can't even yeah. imagine that because obviously football is like the highest scale of right. college sports and people watch that the most but just like this past year of getting more attention because of our success mm -hmm. has shown a little bit more mm -hmm. but yeah it's it's just a struggle that you have to know when pressure is good and you're right. putting right. good pressure on yourself or pressure is becoming too much where you make your sport your entire identity mm -hmm. and that's just like the wrong path to go down like sport is not who we are so right. and I feel like fans don't realize like y'all are students so. yeah like you're not NFL players yeah. or yeah you're it's yeah. like student athletes are students yeah so. I really I wish fans thought twice before they sent a mean text or a mm -hmm. mean DM because I have friends in football and also teammates that like people do see it as much as you yeah. try and avoid it like you're gonna see a notification pop up of someone mad at you for a game and I'm just like nowhere within the sports world right. is it this is a life or death situation yeah. right. that's gonna determine something greater like mm -hmm. it's meant to be fun it's meant to be watched yes we hold ourselves to a high standard and yes we want to make the fans proud of us mm -hmm. and what we're doing to represent the school but in no way should an athlete receive terrible DMs, terrible right, messages yeah. for a sport that's meant to bring joy to people. Exactly. So I just wish fans knew that like their words are very felt and yeah. just think twice before you tweet something when you're upset about a game. Mm -hmm. right. And plus you have, you have no idea what student athletes are right, going through. Yeah. Like we take our mental health very seriously and that's because we're like grinding day in, day, day in and day out, and people don't see that. Mm -hmm. So you have no idea what a student athlete's going through before you might send a text or you might send a DM out of frustration for a game that they played an hour ago, you right. know? So I just, yeah, I wish fans knew that yeah. or thought yeah. twice, but. Yeah. You're human, we're all yeah. human. Yeah, exactly. Human. We all student athlete, yeah. Yeah. human. Yeah. yeah, above all else, human, yeah. that's what I'm saying. It's not our identity. Our whole sport's not our identity. We have lives outside of it although it might consume most of our <laughs> most of our day right now but right yeah um so what does um recruitment look like for yeah. student athletes yeah Cause i know some people you know kind of walk on yeah but some are recruited like what is that whole process so shockingly enough the rule has changed okay. but i got recruited the summer of my eighth grade year, which oh, is wow. insane because I'm like, how old are you in eighth grade? Like 13, maybe yeah, like 13, 14. Yeah. 13, 14. So I got recruited my, and that's when it was legal mm -hmm. and people just recruiting as young as possible to get the girls when they were young. So I got recruited eighth grade and then freshman year, I came on a visit here. I loved it then. And I still love it now, which I'm like, thank mm -hmm. God 14 year old me was yeah. smart enough uh -huh. to mm -hmm. stick with that decision. But since then the rule has changed and I'm so thankful because Think about like if you see your friends getting recruited in eighth grade, you're already going through so much in eighth grade, mm -hmm. like the transition of about to go to high school. Yeah. And it puts a uh, like a, a toll on your mental health when you're already in eighth grade because you're mm -hmm. like, why am I not getting recruited at the same level as? Right. So luckily the rule changed and now you cannot talk to college coaches until September 1st of your junior year. Okay. So you've obviously matured a lot more. Mm -hmm. And so it's actually way better. And like, I don't regret getting recruited at that age just because I still love this place mm -hmm. as much as I loved it then. Mm -hmm. But I'm glad that the girls get a little bit more time to develop into who they're going to be and like know yeah. what they're going to do. Because obviously in eighth grade, you might think you're going to do something in college mm -hmm. and pick a college that is really good in that like career yeah. basically. Mm -hmm. And then by the time you get there, you're like, I don't even want to do that anymore. Mm -hmm. So junior year, September 1st, you're allowed to talk. And then 
for us, we do a lot of our recruiting now during football season. We bring them to football games. Okay. But yeah, it's really, I, I love yeah. recruiting. Like, it's fun. I can't imagine being recruited at 14. No. Like, yeah. I wasn't even thinking about no. college. I had no idea what I wanted to do yeah, yet. Yeah, exactly. That's that's wild. Yeah. I know. When it was, like, junior year, it's like, where do you want to go? I'm like, mm-hmm. I haven't thought yeah, about it. Yeah, I filled it, though. Like, junior sophomore. Year. Yeah. Yeah. Eighth grade. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is crazy. I'm so glad the rules changed yeah. because... I can't, I just like, I don't even know how I was even thinking about that. I know, right? Yeah. Yeah. I guess it's good that it felt like home Mm -hmm. when I got here rather than going somewhere and making a decision because I felt like I had to. Yeah. Yeah. I know. My cousins right now, they, my aunt actually held them back a year for football. Yeah. That's very normal. Yeah. Yeah. And they're now ninth graders, but they're trying to get like eventually recruited and they go to like practices and Mm -hmm. all that for those kids that are, um, in that position, what advice do you give for that specifically? Um, specifically when you're getting recruited, I would say the best piece of advice is number one, before the actual part of like going to visit colleges, mm-hmm. I would say when you're playing, try and play as free as possible. Don't think about who's in the stands because at the end of the day, you're gonna end up exactly where you're supposed to be. Right. If one day a college coach is there seeing you and you don't have your best day, don't even worry about it. There are so many places and you will find your home. So I would say play as free as possible because you don't want to look back at your high school days and be mm-hmm. like, dang, I, w- I was playing like uptight because I was, because I knew people were in the stands and yeah. I wasn't at my best. Just go out full fledged and just play as free as possible. Fly around the field, just be you. And it's even more special to know that you played being you and then the coach still loved you Mm -hmm. and wanted you to come Mm -hmm. so that's like the before you get recruited second i would actually say it's hard for a lot of people because you know people want to go where their parents have gone or what's like a really awesome school at the time but i would say don't have a number one choice Mm -hmm. of school be open to all options and be most interested in the schools that want you the most because if you're interested in a school that wants you the most, when you step on campus, you're gonna be wanted rather mm-hmm. than you have a dream school, maybe they don't want you that much mm-hmm. and you're there and you might be miserable once you get there. I would say don't have a number one choice, as hard as that may seem because people always have a dream right. school, right. but be open to all options and go somewhere where they want you that much. Yeah. Because when you step on campus, it's just gonna be, like you're gonna feel wanted and it's always right. good to, n- be somewhere where you're wanted and they want you to succeed rather than just going somewhere because you had a dream and you envisioned it a certain way. Mm -hmm. Right. Do you think that Tennessee made you feel like that? Yes. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Coach Karen, Coach Ralph, like they made me feel wanted and that's a part of recruiting there. But yeah, I just like, it felt like home. And then I felt like the people wanted me there. And Mm -hmm. I was like, if I'm going to be honest, Tennessee wasn't like, I didn't have a number one choice mm-hmm. in school, which is why yeah. I think it helped me find home. And Tennessee wasn't even far up on my list of like, I, was, I came and I was like, you know, we'll see what happens. Right. And when I came here and I was like the way that the coaches felt like family mm-hmm. and the girls felt like family and I felt like this is where I need to come because these people like aren't going to invest in me, not only as a player, but as a person. Mm-hmm. So yeah, definitely felt wanted when I got here. Yeah. I love that. I hope my cousin finds that. I also have a cousin who's a student athlete. Yeah. At, he's a sophomore at Farragut. He okay. plays uh, basketball. Okay. And um, he's like, hasn't really thought about college. Yeah. But like, That's good, he though. has like a dream school, yeah. I think. But like, 
he doesn't really know yet. Yeah. And so I just wish him luck during recruitment because yeah. it's crazy. Yeah. It's very interesting hearing how people have dream schools mm-hmm. and it's like they only want to go there and right. then they visit and maybe the coach has changed mm-hmm. or it's not how it is when they go visit and then it's like well i only thought of that school in my future right. so now what am i supposed to do so that's why i'm like have your eyes open to all yeah. options visit multiple places and plus if that dream school stays your dream school and you visit other places those other places will confirm that your dream school and that place is where you're meant to be yeah. even more right so even if you have that dream school just visit other places to confirm yeah. where you're supposed to be at. That's, that's what good I would advice. Say. Really good advice. Yeah. So what would you say sets the SEC apart from other conferences? Because you mentioned yeah. the SEC, yeah. SEC being so high up. Yeah. What, do you really know like the difference between the SEC and like? I would say first thing you would just need to look at the facilities and the campuses. Okay. Like the SEC, the way that they pour into athletes with their top tier facilities, like we're going to have a new, I won't be here, but the softball facilities are changing. Mm-hmm. Football's already renovating theirs. And so the facilities and how they're able to pour into their athletes are amazing. And that has a lot to do with how big football is. Mm-hmm. Obviously, football drives a lot of college yeah. sports and how much football is on TV. So that's just like the underlying reason. Mm-hmm. But because they're able to be on TV throughout all their games, be on prime time, the yeah. 330 game, they're gonna get, they're gonna bring in money and that money is like given to all the student athletes. So you have to look at football. The SEC has a ton of football teams ranked mm-hmm. and at any given day, like we lost to Florida when they were unranked. Right. So it's like the same thing for softball. Every single softball team, I think there's 13 softball teams. I wanna say 12 of them made the postseason tournament. So we just have the best of the best competition going mm-hmm. against each other. Right. So that sets us apart in that aspect. I would also say that the SEC fans, like people yeah. in the South, go absolutely crazy for college we really sports, do, yeah, and I sure. don't think you, I don't think you see that around the country, the West Coast, the Midwest. I just mm-hmm. don't think you see as driven fans mm-hmm. for their college. I want to say like everyone in Tennessee, if it's Saturday, whether you're East Tennessee, West Tennessee, you are watching the balls play, yeah. and mm-hmm. I feel like that goes for the same when it's in softball season. I'm just like I feel like the whole state of Tennessee is rooting for us mm-hmm. like I just it just sets us apart because the fans are so die hard yeah. and that's like Saturday you know what you're doing right if a sport is playing you know who you're going for if you mm-hmm. live in Tennessee and that along with the school the atmosphere the administration it's just different yeah. and it feels different like when I play at another SEC school I just feel like this is like big time and mm-hmm. then if I if I'm not playing at SEC school if I'm playing in different country um, different um, conference I just feel a difference yeah it's just the facilities everything just different so yeah. definitely a different vibe oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. for yeah. sure my parents love to come to games here cause yeah. i'm from like florida okay yeah so like people say it's southern but like it, really, i don't think really. Florida's no, fully, I don't yeah. florida is fully yeah yeah so. yeah but yeah when they come here they're like this is completely different yeah. everybody's oh, sure. in orange yeah. like mm-hmm. yeah not like that and i grew up on the west coast obviously mm-hmm. i grew up going to USC games or UCLA games and it's just different like yeah. the way that fans will pack out Neyland 102,000 yeah. not even during an SEC team yeah compared like to Austin West P, yeah, yeah it it's crazy I just think West Coast football versus SEC football is just like such a difference yeah so yeah that's awesome so um you mentioned revenue coming in from student athletes on the football team yeah. and um, also other sports 
how do you know how do students handle that like yeah. all of that money coming in like at such a young age so nil or like because the university like mm -hmm. nil yeah. nil basically um yeah it's interesting nil is kind of new yeah and it's kind of still we're figuring out like the yeses and nos mm -hmm. about it um Luckily, here on campus or here at Tennessee, there's for women. There's the Lady Vol Boost Her Club, okay. and it's an it's a booster club just devoted for female athletes. And there's like no other program or company mm -hmm. in the country that just delegates everything to the women. And it's just a really special time because there's people who care about women's sports so much. So that's basically the women's sports on campus. Mm -hmm. Our way of like doing nil events whether yeah. that's a camp with girls teaching them yeah. softball whether that's meeting donors um doing football tailgates with mm -hmm. donors anything like that but it's just so awesome that people are pouring into us in that way and then the men's side of things they have a different collective but yeah nil it's kind of hard to navigate because it's so new yeah but personally having the lady ball booster club helps me like navigate through it and i'm so thankful for them and what they've done for me it's just i don't know i'm just tennessee i could talk about tennessee all day yeah. but there's just like no other place in the country that has something like that that pours into their student athletes and just like wants the best for them they're like mm -hmm. not money hungry they want the best for us so yeah, yeah. That's, that's really awesome. cool i'm glad you have a program like that yeah, yeah. it's awesome yeah. I'm sure that helps with oh, oh. like the stress of, yeah the yeah. stress like just the everyday things like a lot of people think NIL is just, oh, I'm going to go buy this and I'm going right. to buy this. But if I'm going to be honest, for a lot of athletes, it's like day-to-day -day things. Mm -hmm. It's like maybe I want a couple, I don't know, like even if it's groceries or something. Like yeah. NIL helps student athletes so much beyond what people have an envision of like, oh, they have an NIL deal. They're just going to buy some shoes or they're mm -hmm. going to buy a car or something. Like it's just NIL helps so much and I'm so thankful that. I'm in college during this time because it's right. obviously fairly new. So, mm -hmm. right. Yeah. yeah, and would you say that helps a lot of student athletes? Oh yeah, a lot of student athletes. I'm just thinking of so the Lady Ball Booster <laughs> Club. They have, they got sh we did jerseys, so mm -hmm. everyone got like a jersey, and we posted it all over social yeah. media for friends and family to buy. And I'm just thinking like, every single girl on our team sold sold jerseys. Mm -hmm. So as silly as that might sound, like every single girl on our team, whether they play every single inning or don't, they're getting NIL revenue yeah. and they're able to, whether that's save it, help out with Christmas, save mm -hmm. it for next month, have help with going to get groceries yeah. or even buying like, I don't know, but for every single girl on a team, that's like pretty yeah. amazing. Yeah. And like y'all don't really have time for your job. Like no, with, exactly. So that yeah. kind exactly. of fills that gap exactly. for people that have to work to pay for college. Exactly, 100%. Yeah. So. Yeah. So, since we're all journalism students, mm -hmm. yes. I have to ask, do you think it's helped that you're in journalism to understand, like, the sports broadcasting and more the in and outs of sports? Yes, 100%. <laughs> I feel like, I feel like this is, like, the perfect college for an athlete just mm -hmm. because I have so many, I'm in sports writing, I'm in sports production, mm -hmm. and I n know so much about sports because of like growing up and playing multiple sports, and I think it's just the perfect crossover because 
yes, I'm the athlete. I can get like the inside scoop about athletics and mm. add that into my assignments. And then also I'm getting to learn a lot about like what goes on while I'm playing in the um, press box, what goes on when you're writing bios, what goes on when you're writing sports stories. So I just feel like being a journalism student and being an athlete mm. is just the perfect mix yeah. because I'm able to learn so much and then put in so much into my work. So. For sure, and I feel like it almost breaks down that like fourth wall with the media yeah. because mm -hmm. essentially like you're a part of it as yeah, well. Yeah, exactly. So you know how they work, you know how their brains writing stuff. Yeah. And you know what's behind the fourth wall. Yeah. 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 So yeah, that's kind of helped with the show that O and yeah. I do because we're able to break down that wall. We're inside. The, we're in. We're giving the inside scoop. Mm -hmm. So we're able to like play our sport and then give all the information about it and then also create our own narrative so it's yeah. coming directly from us so it's not twisted anyway right so, yeah no yeah. media can be very biased yes. yeah definitely. Uh -huh. yeah yeah it's for sure um so you mentioned uh the players lounge yes. um how how did that come about is that yeah something you started yeah. or Omari yeah or? so the players lounge has been around for a while right. they work a lot with um Georgia football because Aaron Murray is like okay. a part of the um the players lounge anyways so in the summer last summer Amari and I and then a couple of our other friends um were like dang like we should do like a sports podcast do yeah. a sports show something as kind of like a memory bank for our senior year right and like so we can look back and be like we went through all of this during mm -hmm. our senior year like recap all the games yeah. that we've played and so we had talked about during the summer kind of and then the Players Lounge reached out to Amari about doing a show bringing okay. bringing the Players Lounge to Tennessee because they're obviously at, at Georgia have a lot of success mm -hmm. there um so then Amari was like so, like bless his heart because he was like <laughs> I think it would be really awesome to bring Riley onto the show because we had been talking about it, but there's mm -hmm. not a real a show with a, a male stu um, student athlete and a female student yeah. athlete. That's true. So he was like, how about we do this? And then they hopped on board. They're like, yes. And then we had a couple of meetings about it and then got to film right before their first football game. That's awesome. So, yeah. yeah. Thank thankful for Amari because uh -huh. he, like, put me on the show. Like, he asked to do it that way because they easily could have been like yeah you and your best friend on the football team let's do a show let's do it mm -hmm. just like Georgia but he wanted to be different I'm really thankful for that and then yeah. in, especially including women's sports mm -hmm. at his level so that's awesome yeah yeah so I noticed you said bless your heart so that's you, something I, I picked up here <laughs> yeah. yeah that's a southern saying <laughs> that's so southern yeah so moving from California to uh, East Tennessee yes what has been like your favorite thing about the south um, I would say like the pace of life. Okay. Like people are not in an extreme rush to go somewhere. They're mm -hmm. not honking at mm -hmm. you. They're not tailgating. <laughs> they're not just like crazy drivers. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, they're just, the pace of life is slower in, in a good way. It's not yeah. too slow, mm -hmm. but it's like, I don't feel like rushed and I don't feel like when I'm driving, people are going to be like swerving around. Mm -hmm. Like, I just feel a lot calmer and then also just the people in the south so sweet like walking down the street <laughs> if it's a morning and I'm walking past someone they're like good morning how are you mm -hmm. I'm just like are you number one are you talking to me yeah. Right. but yeah just that and then I think also on the more serious side of things I feel like my like perspective of life has changed a lot mm -hmm. I've learned I've met so many people from so many different backgrounds, so many different places. And yes, when you go to college, you learn 
about a bunch of different people. Right, yeah. But I think coming from the West Coast and how different the South is and then the mm -hmm. stereotypes about each mm -hmm. versus each other, I think I've just, my eyes have been opened that like people are different and it's totally okay. And you can have different beliefs, you can have different backgrounds, you can have different views, but that doesn't decide everything about them. And I just feel very thankful to have moved out here and I feel like it, everything happens for a reason. So I'm a changed person for the better and I'm just so much more open to all ideas and all views and beliefs and everything. Yeah, so. that's awesome. That's awesome. Um, so moving to the South, um, what if you know, if you were to go back to California, yeah. would you, what would be like, what would you miss about campus? And, oh. Yeah. Um, like I said, I would miss It's a big if. I know you yeah, haven't yeah, really yeah. thought about it I yet, would miss but. the relationships, mm -hmm. obviously. But I think I'd also miss just, like, the river behind us. Yeah. I'd miss the changing leaves. Like, the yes. leaves are changing outside right now. Yeah. As crazy as it sounds, I'd miss the weather just because I have tr – there's true seasons here. At yeah. home in California, it's, like, warm and hot. <laughs> it's not uh, – like, you don't get – so the yeah. fact that, like – you get warmth and then you get chill and then you get you can get snow and yes i'm not a big fan of the cold but just like i'm not gonna be burning up 24 7. right like i remember at christmas last year in california it was 82 degrees oh gosh. and i was just like it doesn't feel like christmas like right christmas is supposed to on the movies there's snow outside uh -huh. it's just like hot cocoa and i'm like i'm not drinking hot cocoa on christmas but yeah i'll just i don't know where i'm gonna be like like i said but mm -hmm. If I was, it's definitely number one, the relationships, but number two, just like the aspect of the South, just how beautiful it is, just how beautiful campus is, just Knoxville in general. Mm -hmm. Right. Well, we wish you good luck with yeah. whatever, wherever life takes you. Yeah, thank hope you. I, we hope you stay in Knoxville. <laughs> I mean, we, I would say Knoxville's pretty good news. I mean, yeah, yeah. I'm yeah, in Florida. Some, so, some, like, yeah. mm -hmm. that shock, like, it's funny because you mentioned, like, the brick like here yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. that's something I said like when I went home I was like there's so much brick, brick here yeah. like I don't know what it is yeah. like there probably isn't like Florida obviously but like that was just something like architectural I, that stood out and I was like yeah. it's just those little things yeah. that you're gonna little, miss it is the little things yeah, little yeah. Things in life. yeah. <laughs> it is <laughs> well thank you so much for coming on today mm -hmm, and talking about life as an athlete yeah. and what it means to you to be a student athlete, yeah. a female student athlete. Thank yes. you all so much for having me. Of it's course. so much fun. Yeah. I feel like it's always good that athletes are able to kind of talk beyond what you see. Right. On. And hear your story. Yeah, exactly. Because, you know, what you see in the public eye is a lot different than oh, what goes yes. on behind the scenes. So. Yes, I appreciate you guys. Thank yes, you so much. Journalism. Yeah. <laughs> Just journalism. Uh, <laughs> talking. Yeah. yeah. That's a wrap of this week's episode of Living on Rocky Top. Once again, Riley, thank you for being here. I'm Carson Hoagland. And I'm Isla Rosa. And, and we'll, we'll see, see you, you next time. time.